Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. We're moving along tonight in our worship series on Colossians. We're simply reading through the epistle of Colossians in the New Testament. We're following the logic of that writing. We're letting the text set the terms for our worship and conversation over these several weeks together. And maybe you've noticed, but these passages are flowing in a kind of order. The first week we talked about this, we opened with the prayer of thanksgiving that the author uh, writes down for the audience that he's writing to, thus sort of placing the whole thing under the umbrella of God's watchful eye and loving heart. And then the next week we moved on to that hymn about the cosmic Christ in chapter one of Colossians and the idea that um, Jesus of Nazareth sort of levels up to this cosmic Christ that is in fact the salvation for the entire universe. And then last week, Josh helped us through Paul's own self-understanding as a transmitter of that gospel of the cosmic Christ working out God's salvation. And tonight, in part four, we're arriving at Paul's understanding of the Colossian Christians, that is to say, these believers that he's never actually met, but he has an idea about the predicament that they face and some teaching, some advice about his concern for them. So we're starting tonight in Colossians chapter two, verse six, and reading through verse 23. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you also were raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him when God forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. God set this aside, nailing it to the cross. God disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink or of observing festivals, new moons, or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come. 
but the substance belongs to Christ. Don't let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions puffed up without cause by a human way of thinking and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the universe, why do you live as if you still belonged to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All these regulations refer to things that perish with use. They're simply human commands and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-imposed piety, humility, and severe treatment of the body but they are of no value in checking self-indulgence. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Paul, the apostle, the church's first theologian, the possible author of Colossians, or at least the heavily influential mentor behind its writing, would like to go on record about one thing. He is not interested in your penis. That is to say, he is not looking for anybody to prove their devotion to the deity of the universe by way of a particular cut to a particular part of particular bodies. If he was more of a feminist, he might say circumcision as a marker of religio-ethnic identity was only ever available to people with penises anyway. And in Christ, there is no male and female, so we're done with that identity marker, that way of saying yes to God. And we're moving on to something more egalitarian, something more available to every body. How about baptism? Every body can get dunked. So let's do that instead. Now that's kind of a white feminist move, yeah? You bang on the closed doors of patriarchy. You demand a change in practice that affords me a seat at the table. No matter if the door closes behind me, lots of people still left out. You lean into the identity that once excluded you. You do whatever it takes to get inside and claim some power for yourself. If baptism is the way into God's heart, then let's all get wet and rest in our inclusion. Thanks be to God. We'll come back to that in a sec. To start, though, I'm just hoping you see it in this text from Colossians 2, Paul's criticism of circumcision, which was the covenantal seal, the human signature on the contract, as it were, between God and God's people. God said to Abraham way back when, I'm going to be your God, and you're going to be my people, 
and I'm going to give you everything you ever needed, and all I ask in return, wait for it, Abraham, (laughs) all I ask in return is one little flap of tissue from a very sensitive part of your body. You see, it'll be a sign that you really want this, that you really mean it. And every time you take a piss or take a shower or just take your clothes off, you'll remember that what we've got together goes all the way down to the very core of your being, okay? Here's a knife. And maybe Sarah said, well, what about me? But nobody was listening to her. And maybe that was okay because maybe she and God had actually worked it out that she didn't require a knife to prove her fidelity to God. A girl can dream. Anyway, circumcision as a religious act, as an exclusive marker of the exclusive identity of Abraham and Sarah's male-bodied descendants became a problem for the early Christians. See, Jesus of Nazareth, a.k.a. the cosmic Christ of Colossians, was himself Jewish, was himself circumcised. But many, even most of the second-gen followers of Jesus were not. They were Gentiles, which basically means not Jewish. They were not Abraham's literal descendants and not literal heirs of his covenant with God, the one sealed with his little flap of tissue. Now, in every iteration of our inherited faith, there have been VRPs, very religious persons, who try to tell the ORPs, ordinary religious persons, that they're doing it wrong. Or rather, that they're not doing it enough. They're not maximizing their religious potential, not achieving the gold standard of devotion. If you were a person with a penis in the first century, they'd tell you to be circumcised. Get that little snip snip that would prove your hardcore bona fides. Yes, I find that funny. And they would say, if you wanted to be truly extra in ways that everybody could see when you had your pants on, well, you could subscribe to all kinds of self-inflicted, softcore spiritual suffering. You could get very serious about observing the religious calendar with all its holy days and restrictions. You could police your own diet, narrowing your menu to somebody else's idea of what's spiritually acceptable to eat and drink. You could subscribe to in-app purchases to beef up your worship of God, add a couple of angels, a handful of visions, the fancy stuff that not everybody could afford or handle. And this is what we think Paul would have heard from Epaphras. Remember the guy who told the Colossians about Jesus in the first place? and then reported to Paul in prison how terrific those Colossian believers were. Oh, you should see them, Paul, Epaphras would have said. They are so into it. They're so filled with faith and hope and love. It overflows. They are grateful and generous. They are loving their life in Christ. There's just one thing. There's just one thing I'm worried about, and that's when it would come out. 
the Colossian Christians in their enthusiasm to say yes to the God of the universe, the God formerly unavailable to them because they were not included in the covenant with Abraham. Well, they were susceptible to anybody who came around saying that they could use a little more, that God required more, that there was a higher tier of inclusion that Epaphras had not told them about, an elite level of religious devotion that could be theirs if only. Verse 11, in Christ you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. Verse 16, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink or of, of observing festivals or new moons or Sabbaths. Verse 18, don't let anybody disqualify you insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels and dwelling on visions puffed up without cause by a human way of thinking. Verses 20 and 21, why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All this stuff refers to things that perish with use. They're just human commands, human teachings. And you can hear Paul straining through the power of his words to tear away the layers of piety that have been smeared over the simple gospel of God's welcome of all people in Christ. The layers of prayer journals and podcast subscriptions and daily Bible reading and weekly worship attendance, shelves of Science Mike and Rachel Held Evans and yes, my favorite Brian McLaren and the Christian radio and the bumper sticker Jesus Fish and the Galileo t-shirts and yes, yes, even baptism. If anybody has told you that baptism, doing it right, or doing it again, or doing it at all, is something God needs from you in order for God to find you good enough for a place at God's table, acceptable enough for a home in God's heart. Now, I'm not saying that Paul the Apostle was a womanist a womanist being the black woman's evolution of white feminism that does not just force the door open and find herself a seat at the table, but rather, <laughs> but rather tears down the walls and turns over the table to make sure everybody has a seat if sitting is what they want to do. That's what womanists do. But I am saying that we will misunderstand Paul if we imagine that baptism is simply the new, more inclusive religious requirement that replaces circumcision as the way in. Mm -mm. No, he is saying instead that we have got to stop thinking about Christianity as a solution to a problem that Christianity invented. Religion is really good at that, you know? Think about it. Inventing a problem and then proposing the solution Inventing a problem, for instance, that God is both inclined and entitled to whoop our asses forever and ever if we don't live right. And then proposing its own solution. That circumcision or baptism or whatever it is we're selling today can ensure your safety from the very danger we have described. 
Paul doesn't want any part of that bad news, good news thing. Neither do I anymore. Because it turns out that this Jesus thing, this cosmic Christ thing is, is way better than that. It's not, as it turns out, insurance against the wrath of God. This Jesus thing is the proof that God was never wrathful in the first place. It's not a solution to the problem. It is the erasure of the problem, so there's no need to solve it anymore. God forgave us all our trespasses, Colossians 2 says, and we tend to hear that with a sigh of relief, like, whew, no matter how shitty I was yesterday, I guess if I'm good today, I'm going to make it in by the skin of my teeth because God has forgiven yesterday's trespasses. I make it in by the blood of the cross, whatever, whew. But listen again to what Paul is saying. God forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us, all the legal demands. God set that aside. God nailed that to the cross. God disarmed the rulers and authorities. Therefore, let no one condemn you. You see, it's not just yesterday's mess-ups that disappear in the Christ event, in his life and death and resurrection. It's the whole system by which we measure ourselves, the whole system of measurement gone. That's what got crucified on that tree along with Jesus, the means by which any ruler or authority, any VRP or influencer, any priest or pastor or super Christian could use against you to condemn you. It's just gone. And all that's left is you. All that's left is you, alive in Christ. All that's left is you, rinsed clean of the residue of fear and anxiety, of pride and piety. All that's left is you, deluged and dripping with faith and hope and love. You, filled up and overflowing with confidence that God has never, never needed anything from you before God could love you. All that's left is you, baptized. Not because that's how you get in but because when it comes to the rigmarole of religious requirements, well, that's how we get out. Thanks be to God. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and those who love them. We do kindness to those in mental and emotional distress and celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support the production of this podcast and the ongoing missional priorities of this church, 
go to galileochurch.org and click on Conspire With Us. You'll have options to use your Venmo or PayPal or use your credit card or bank account. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace.